classic horror stories. Children of the Moon by Richard Middleton. A boy stood at a place where the park trees stopped and smoothly along slid away gently to the great house. He was dressed only in a pair of ragged knickerbockers and a gaping spurtless shirt so that his legs and neck and chest shone silver bare in the moonlight. By day he had a mass of rough golden hair, but now it seemed a brood above his head like a black cloud that made his face deathly white by comparison. On his arms there lay a great heap of gleaming, dew-wet roses and lilies, spoil of the flowerbeds, part flowerbeds, the cool petals touched his cheek, filled his nostrils with aching scent, felt his arms smarting here, and there were the thorns, the roses had torn them in the dark, but those delicate caresses of pain, they served to deepen to him the wonder of the night that wrapped him about like a cloak. Behind him, those they dreamed the black woods. Over his head, the monstrous stars quivered and balanced in space. But these things were nothing to him, for far across the lawn, there was a spread knee-deep was a web of mist, a gleam from his eager eyes, the splendour of the fairy palace. Red and orange and gold and lights of fairy revels shone from a hundred windows and filled him with wonder that he should see with wakeful eyes the jewels he desired so long in sleep. He could only gaze and gaze until his straining eyes filled with tears and set the enchanted lights dancing in the dark. His ears heard no more than crying the night birds, the quick stir of rabbits in the break. There fell the strains of far music, the flowers in his arms seemed to swell, to sway to it, his heart beat to the deep pulse of the night. So enraptured over his senses, that he did not notice the coming of the girl, she was able to examine him closely, before she called to him softly from the moonlight, Boy, boy. At the sound of her voice, he swung round and looked at her with startled eyes. He saw her sudden little face in a white dress. Are you a fairy? he asked hoarsely, over the night's mist. The night mist was in his voice. No, she said. I'm a little girl. You're wood boy, I suppose. He stayed silent, regarding her with a puzzled face. Who is this little white creature? with a tender voice that had slipped so suddenly out of the night. As a matter of fact, the girl continued, I came out to have a look at the fairies. There's a ring down in the wood. You can come with me if you like, wood boy. He nodded his head silently, for he was afraid to speak to her. Set off through the wood by her side, still clasping the flowers with breasts. What are you looking at then? When you, I, what were you, were you looking at when I found you? She asked. The palace, the fairy palace, the boy muttered. A palace, the girl repeated. Why, that's not a palace, that's where I live. The boy looked at her with new awe. If she were a fairy, the girl had noticed it. Had noticed that his feet were no, made no sound beside her shoes. Don't let the forms prick your feet, boy, little boy, she asked. The boy said nothing. They were both... They were both silent for a while, girl looking about her, keenly as she walked, 
Why watching her face? Presently it came to a wide pool, where a little twinkling fountain threw bubbles to the hidden fish. Can you swim? she said to the boy. He shook his head. It's a pity, said the girl. You might have had a bath. You might have have had a bathe. It would be rather fun in the dark. It's pretty deep there. We'd better go along to the fairy ring. The moon had flung queer shadows across the glade in which the ring lay, and when they stood on the edge, listening intently, the wood seemed to speak to them with a hundred voices. You can hold my hand if you like, said the girl in a whisper. The boy dropped his flowers about his white feet and felt for the little girl's hand in the dark. Soon it lay in his own, a warm life thing that stirred a, a little that stirred a little excitement. I'm not afraid, the girl said, and so they waited. The man came upon them suddenly from among the silver birches. birches. He leapt sack on his back. His hair was long as a tramp. At sight of him, Gelma screamed, and a hand trembled in boys. Some instinct made him hold it tighter. What do you want? he muttered in his hoarse voice. The man was no less astonished than the children. What on earth are you doing here? he cried. His voice was mild and reassuring. The girl answered promptly. I came out to look for fairies. Oh, that's right enough, commented the man. And you, he said, turning to the boy, are you after fairies too? I see. Picking flowers, do you mean to sell them? The boy shook his head. For my sister, he said, and stopped abruptly. Is your sister for the flowers? Yes, she's dead. The man looked at him gravely. That's a phrase, he said. A phrase is a devil. Who told you the dead people like flowers? They always have. They always have them, said the boy, blushing for the shame of this pretty fault. What are you looking for? And what are you looking for? The girl interrupted. Man made a mocking grimace and glanced around the blade as if he was afraid of being overheard. Dreams, he said bluntly. The girl pondered this from pondered this for a moment. And your knapsack? she began. Yes, said the man. It's full of them. The children looked at the knapsack with interest, the girl's fingers tingling in to undo the straps of it. What are they like? she asked. The man gave a short laugh. Very like yours and his, I expect. When you grow older, young woman, you'll find there's really only one dream possible for a sensible person. Don't want to hear about my troubles. This is more this is more your in your line. He put his hand in his pocket and pulled out a flag Flaglet, which he put to his lips. Listen, he said. The girl, it seemed as though the little tune leapt from the point. And dancing round the ring like a real fairy, while Lerko came tripping through the trees to join in, the boy gaped and said nothing. At last, when the fairy began to falter, Lerko was quite out of breath. A man took the flaglet from his lips. Well, he said with a smile. Thank you very much, said the girl politely. I think that was very nice indeed. Oh, boy, she broke off. You heard in my hand. The boy's eyes were shining strangely. He's waving his arm in dismay. Oh, you wasted the moonlight, he cried. The grass is quite wet with it. 
The girl turned to him in surprise. Why, boy, you found your voice. After that, said the man gravely, he put his flaglet back into his pocket. I think I'll show you the inside of my knapsack. The girl bent down eagerly. He loosened the straps. <coughs> but gave a cry of disappointment when he saw the contents. Pictures, he said. Pictures, echoed the man dryly. Pictures of dreams. I don't know how you're going to see them. Perhaps the moon will do her best. The girl looked at him nicely and passed them on. One by one to the boy, presently made a discovery. Oh, boy, she cried, your tears are soiling all the pictures. I'm sorry, said the boy huskily. I can't help it. I know, the man said quickly. Doesn't matter a bit. I expect you've seen those pictures before. I know them all, said the boy, but I've never seen them. The man frowned. It is the devil, he said to himself, when the boy speaks English. Turns suddenly to the girl. The pulling of the boy's tears. The time you went back to bed, he said. There won't be any fairies tonight. Too cold for them. The girl yawned. I shall get in shall get in a row when I get back if they found out I shall get into a row when I get back if they found out I didn't don't care. The moon is fading, said the boy suddenly. There are no more shadows. We'll see you through the wood, the man continued, and say good night. Took his pictures back in his, put his pictures back in the knapsack, and walked silently for the murmuring wood. At the edge of the wood, the girl stopped. "You are a wood boy," said the boy. "said to," she said to the boy. "You mustn't come any further. You can give me a kiss if you like." The boy didn't move, but stayed grovelling, awkwardly. "I think you're a very silly boy." she said with a toss of her head as she stalked about a prowling into the mist. Why didn't you kiss her? said the man. Lip, her lips were burning, said her boy. Boy and a boy walked slowly across the park. Now, boy, said the man, since civilization gone to bed, the time's come for you to hear your destiny. I'm only a poor boy, and my boy replied simply. I don't think I have it any destiny. Paradox of the man. It's meant to conceal the insanity, the aged, not express the sympathy of youth. I wonder. You had made you have made phrases tonight. What phrases? What dreams? What roses? What's in what vine? Is the moon? Boy, I take you for a moon child. You held a pair of flowers in your arms. Her white beams has caressed your limbs. Your further kisses of her cool lips. Those are earth children. All this is very well, but above all, you have the music of a great silence. Above all, you have her tears. I play to you on my pipe. You recognize the voice of your mother. When I showed you my picture, recall the tales for which, with which she hushed you to sleep, so I know that you were my, her son and my little brother. The moon has always been my friend, said the boy, but I did not know that she was your, my mother. Perhaps your sister knows it. The bed, happy dead, are glad to seek her for a moment for a mother. That is why they are fond of white flowers. We have a mother at home. She works very hard for us. But is it your, is it, but is it, is your mother among the clouds? Makes you life beautiful? 
the beauty of your life is the measure of your days. While the boy reflected on those things, they had reached the plates of the park. Still past the long, the long, still past the, the silent lodge of the high road. Man was waiting there in the shadows. They saw a man, the boy's companion, rushed out and seized him by the arm. So I got him, he said. Don't think I'll let go of you again in a hurry. Sun and Moon gave a queer little laugh. But it's Taylor, he said presently. But Taylor, you know, you're making a great mistake. Very possibly, said the keeper with a laugh. You see this boy here, Taylor? I assure you, he's much better than I am. Taylor looked at the boy kindly. Time for you, you were in bed, Tommy, he said. Taylor said the man earnestly. His boy has made three crazes. You don't lock him up. You will certainly become a pirate. They will set your precious well to the sanity ablaze. The fire of his mother, the moon. The palace will totter. Taylor and your kingdoms come to dust. I warned you. I'd write, sir. And now you must come with me. Boy, said the man generously. Keep your liberty by grace of providence. All men in authority falls. We shall meet again and alight of the moon. With dreary eyes, the boy watched the departure of his companion. It came almost invisible along the road, where miraculously it seemed like the moon broke through the trees by the wayside, lit up his figure. For a moment it fell upon his head like a halo, a touch and upset with dreams of glory. Then all was lost in the blackness of night. He turned homeward, the boy felt a cold wind upon his cheek. It was a fresh first breath of dawn.